Today, we're talking all about awesome birthday cakes. Everything from making your own to buying pre-made cakes and jazzing them up to having epic cakes designed especially for your celebration. The difference between an ordinary birthday cake and a spectacular one doesn't have to mean it takes a ton of time or money. It's usually just some advanced planning and creative thinking. I'm getting into donut hole tower cakes, ice cream cakes, cakes with candies that pour out the middle, store-bought cakes with a ton of fun cake toppers, epic cakes to perfectly match a theme, and of course, one of my favorites, half birthday cakes. The goal of this episode is to give you lots of ideas so the next time you need a birthday cake, it's extra awesome. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Today, we're talking about one of the best ways I think there is to celebrate something, especially a birthday. We're talking about awesome birthday cakes. I think awesome birthday cakes are everything. It just makes everyone so happy. So the goal of this episode is to give you a bajillion ideas for how to make birthday cakes extra special. So I'm going to start with making your own birthday cakes at home. Then we're going to get into kind of doing a hybrid, like you have to do it yourself and you have to buy stuff and a bunch of different ways that I've learned to really put together some really awesome creative birthday cakes. Then we are going to get into ice cream cakes and donut cakes and then the more elaborate cakes. So how I do cakes if I'm doing a fully themed cake from a bakery. So if I'm having a bakery completely design a cake for a party or for an event or for a photo shoot or a smash cake. And then how I do this same thing, but if I'm going to use an independent artist baker and how I decide who to use for different projects. So we're going to get right into birthday cakes today. I'm excited because, you know, at any time, a celebration just makes us so happy. And I think that awesome birthday cakes are often, don't always have to be super expensive and super complicated. A lot of times, like I said, it's just advanced planning and some creative thinking. I love using Etsy for the personalized touches and ordering some things ahead of time to kind of pull it all together. I love doing um, smash cakes, family cakes for birthdays. I also like to bring sometimes a little themed treat. So if it's a party for a good friend or um, one of my kids' good friends, sometimes if I know the theme of their party, I'll have, I'll, we'll make ourselves or we'll have a bakery or an independent baker make a themed treat. So maybe a small cake or some cupcakes, just something to contribute to the party. I feel like it's a really fun gesture to show up to, you know, a Superman party with some creative super. Superman cookies or cupcakes or something like that. I feel like it's a nice little um, add-on gift and it's something really different and special and memorable. And, you know, for for the person planning the party, it's always such a fun surprise to have an unexpected something that, you know, adds to the fun and the decor and the treats of the party. So those are really the ways, the, the times that I'm always doing birthday cakes. I do a smash cake. 
for everyone in the family, like a small kind of fat smash cake, something that they like that's different than their birthday party for our family. So I'll use it usually for a little photo shoot because I like to capture the moment when, um, you know, when they're turning the different age, I'll usually use it for the photo shoot. And then I'll usually kind of repurpose the same cake that half the half that's not destroyed um, for our uh, family cake that night just so it kind of gets to uses. I'll use it for a smash cake maybe in the morning and do a little photo shoot on my own or I'll have um, my master friend photographer Greg come over for photos and videos. And then I'll take the um, kind of remaining half of the cake that's not destroyed and we'll use it to sing happy birthday and do a little family night. Sometimes it's a little too destroyed and I'll have to get a separate little treat or cupcakes, but that's pretty easy. But the goal is usually to use it for both things, for the smash cake moment and then for our family singing at night. And of course, my favorite type of cakes are party cakes. I think that cakes can just add so much to a dessert table and to a party. So we're going to get into all the different creative ways that you can do it. So first, we're going to talk about making your own cake at home. So the cool thing about this you know, this age that we're living in is you can learn how to do anything with YouTube. So I always like to start with what's my vision? Am I doing a unicorn cake, a dinosaur cake? Am I going to do a naked cake with sprinkles? Am I going to put a whole bunch of cake toppers on it? I kind of pick out a vision first and then I decide, is it important to me that this cake be homemade in some way or am I short on time or is it something that's like way out of my league? That's kind of how I decide. And I also decide, What is the event? What is it for? How much am I looking to spend? So, of course, if I make something at home, it's going to be, you know, the most reasonable. And then if I do more of a hybrid where I have something uh, made at a bakery, then it's going to be not, then it's going to be a little bit more, but still really reasonable. And then if I really am like, okay, this is for a party, I want this to be extravagant. It's going to be the centerpiece of the party. Then I'll have, I'll create kind of the vision and I'll find my inspiration and then I'll have um, a professional actually take over from there. So I decide based on how much time I have, uh, what is it for, how much money I want to spend. Is it important to me that it's homemade in some way? Kind of what are the goals and how special is it? I'm a big fan of not making things like way too complicated if they don't have to be, but I also think it's really, really cool to take the time and I think it's worth the investment for those cakes, for parties, when it's really worth it. Like for my husband's my husband had a rough year when he turned 46. So we didn't, we weren't able to have a birthday party. He was recovering from some health things. So at 46 and a half, I did a surprise birthday party. So I had my wonderful artist baker friend, Brooke, make me a, a cake that was a half cake that was like not how I would do a half cake. This was like perfectly constructed half cake. And I did a big cake topper that said 46 and a half on the top. So for me, that was like the moment. That's the time where I should not be DIYing this at home in my own kitchen, try to figure it out. I should have an expert do it because that was kind of like the center of the party and it made for the theme and it kind of set the tone of the whole thing. So that's just an example of when I think it definitely makes sense to go all in and have a professional do it. 
What I love to do a lot of times is have a bakery make a cake for me that's like naked. So the naked cakes are, are cakes that don't have frosting on the outside. You know, when you kind of see the layers. So I'll either have them make me like a nice little tall. Now, I like a tall cake, but not like with separate tiers. Not like you're looking like a step up. Just like a nice tall cake, usually like a cylinder. And I love a naked cake. So you can see the different layers, especially if we're doing rainbow colored layers or different color frosting, or maybe if you have some strawberries in the frosting or some sprinkles in the frosting, it's super cute. Or I'll have them do me the same kind of cylinder, but a fully frosted cake. So that way the cake inside is delicious and beautiful. And I'm not spending my effort trying to make this cake, you know, really nice and actually like function and stand up and not be falling over and not be, you know, too sticky or too wet or leaning or whatever it is. They do the basics of it. So now I know I have a delicious cake and it's going to hold up. And then I go in and I do all the creative stuff. So I've done this before where I do the whole cake myself. And then by the time I actually get the structure of it done, I'm like, you know, the kitchen's destroyed. I'm exhausted. I'm now three hours in and now I don't have as much energy for the fun part that really makes an impact. So a lot of times I'll have a bakery do an, a um, kind of a naked cake. So with frosting on the outside or without but a fully frosted cake, and then I'll decorate it. So I'll go online and I'll get fun sprinkles and fun cake toppers. There's so many, there are so many cool ones. You can pick a bunch of cake toppers up at Target. I love the brand Mary Mary, M-E-R-I-M-E-R-I, and I'll link it in the show notes here. But there are so many different creative cake toppers, and I love a frosted cake with a ton of cake toppers, whatever your theme is. I usually will go online ahead of time. And this is where I say a lot of this is not so much about spending the money, but more about the advanced planning of it. I will go online and I'll order from Etsy a custom cake topper. And even if I don't know exactly the vision, I'll just pick, you know, glitter rainbow or rose gold, or if it's for a boy, I'll do, you know, gray or blue or whatever it is. I'll pick something if I'm not exactly sure of how it's all going to go down yet. I'll do something that could be a little bit versatile. And sometimes it's a bunting banner with happy birthday on it. Sometimes it's um, just a regular cake topper. And then sometimes I'll get numbers too to add in. And, you know, sometimes I get things I end up not using, but I find that it's all pretty inexpensive. So it's fun to have lots of options. Like if I'm doing a summer cake, I'll get flamingos and pineapples and those little kind of paper straws that go in drinks and a happy birthday sign. I'll put the, the name sign in. There's just so many different things that you can do. And you can think outside the box. Not everything has to be a cake topper. Like sometimes I'll use like little swizzle sticks that are supposed to be for like cocktails because they're like nice and tall and they're kind of like that good thick plastic that stands out and it's bright and really colorful. So I love doing that. And I think that that's a really creative way to make the cake your own. And you can also add sprinkles on the outside. And there's so many different things you can do with adding candies or adding ice cream cones on top. You can even add little kind of props like toys. I did a Superman cape cake and did an actual Superman on top. But I have learned whatever topper you pick, if it is more like a toy or a prop, it has to be lightweight. I wanted like a full Superman for my little guy's three-year smash cake. And it was just too heavy. It kind of kept leaning and it kept making the cake not as stable. So whatever props on top have to have to have to be lightweight or else it's just going to kind of mess with it. 
So you can make your own cake and then add your stuff on top, or you can kind of do a hybrid where you have a bakery make it. And like I said, a lot of times for me, I feel like I'm a decent baker, but listen, I'm not an expert. So I feel like for me, it saves me time. It's in, It ends up saving me money, and I know the cake is going to be delicious, and it's going to hold up, and then I can do the fun decorating. And this is a great project to do with kids too. It's fun to do the whole baking process 100%. But if you're anything like me and you like things like, you know, halfway homemade, then I think that's a, this is a really fun way to go. And then the kids have their own, their own cakes. Sometimes for a fun weekend activity, I'll just do this for fun. I'll get my kids two cakes from a bakery and then give them a bunch of supplies and, you know, they'll entertain themselves for an hour or two being really creative and designing their own cakes. Just a side note, that's a really fun weekend activity. I feel like it's, you know, it's fun for all ages. It's a nice way to, you know, so it's a nice way to get everyone together or have them do something on their own. And then of course it's fun to taste it and try out what everyone did. And I feel like it's so good for kids to, you know, be creative, make a mess. And it's, you know, a relatively low impact mess on us. And, um, it's just really fun. So that's how I do it. And lots of candles. I love lots of candles. I love the candles that do sparklers or candles that are the number. I have a big candle drawer and I reach for it all the time. Um, I have basic candles, you know, plain candles from Target. I have number candles. I have creative candles. I just think that when in doubt, adding lots of candles makes it more special. I really like the sparkler ones too. The ones that have the number or they have hearts and stars or even just like little shooting sparklers are really fun. Or they have the candles where the actual fire is a color, which is really fun, especially for kids or the trick ones that are tricky to blow out. I have, like I said, a little drawer with all those kind of options. So it's easy to grab and I'm not running out in the last minute when I'm trying to kind of put something creative together. I also love an ice cream cake. I feel like an ice cream cake is a great way to have a delicious cake and it can be easy and really affordable. I always have an Oreo ice cream cake in my garage freezer. I'm not going to lie. I have one all the time just because you never know when maybe, you know, someone comes over and you didn't know that it was, you know, they bring a friend and it was their birthday. I mean, I know when my good friends and their kids' birthdays are, but things happen and unexpected birthdays come up. So I love having um, an ice cream cake in the freezer. It's great because then you have a cake all the time. Obviously, you couldn't have a fresh cake in your fridge all the time. But I love having an ice cream cake just kind of for emergency purposes. um, That's really fun. Or picking one up from Baskin Robbins or something like that, I feel like is really fun. And then I do the same thing. I always add my own cake toppers or my personalized cake topper from Etsy, or I'll make something or I'll put props in it. And it's great. You can get a, you know, depending on the size, a $20, $30, $40 ice cream cake that's delicious and people love. And you can add a bunch of fun stuff on top and it looks custom and it looks like a really pricey cake. I love donut tower cakes. I love any donut cakes. I like, you know, regular cakes with, you know, just a couple full donuts on top and then a bunch of sprinkles to tie it together. But one year for my girlfriend Amanda's birthday, I ended up doing, but I had a baker help me because I wanted a big one. We were doing a big bowling party with lots of friends. So I had them do it and it turned out much better. I've done them myself, but with donut holes, they did it with like a hundred donut holes or more hundreds probably. And they used toothpicks and they really crafted this like tier donut hole um, 
Kate Tower really beautifully. There's so many videos online. I feel like we could do it ourselves. I've done it myself since a smaller version and it's really fun. I feel like it's great for certain type of parties where it's like, you know, kind of a grab from it is the most convenient and maybe for someone who loves donuts. So I loved it. I love a donut tower cake. Um, I feel like it's just, it's super fun. Um, it takes time, but you can do it so reasonable. Like you can get a, you know, d- donut holes are so inexpensive and they're always delicious, especially if you can find a bakery who does rainbow sprinkle donut holes. Those are like next level, but I love a donut tower cake. And again, all these things I would just YouTube and just Google kind of the tips on how to do it. Okay. So let's get into more extravagant cakes. So I love a fully themed cake, especially for a birthday party. And I use a bakery that I love called Great Dane Bakery. They're awesome. They have a couple locations in Orange County and they have a team. So if I'm doing like a large spread or if I'm doing um, something, I, I use bakeries and independent bakers kind of interchangeably, just depending on what I feel like, how far in advance I'm doing it, how much I want to spend, how detailed it is. If it's something that's super, super detailed and very specific, and I want to send um, lots of inspiration photos, and I want to talk about the details, I want to draft my own and kind of like sketch out my own ideas, then I'll send it to one of these fabulous independent bakers. The one I use, um, her name is Brooke. Her company is Bang Pop Shop. She is incredible. I mean, I call her an independent artist baker because she's really an artist. And so I feel like in your area, if you're, if you're in our area, contact Brooke because she's incredible in Orange County. But if you're not in Orange County, there are so many really talented independent bakers that will do this very custom type cakes for you that um, you can talk to them about all the details and make it very, very special. So using these independent artists just can really help you take your vision to the next level. Because if you're working with a bakery and they have hundreds of orders, it's difficult for them to sometimes, you know, want to work with you one-on-one. And understandably, like, you know, they're in the business of creating lots of creations. But sometimes I just want to work with someone very specifically for a couple weeks and I'll buy some special toppers or special little details or cake toppers or whatever. And then I'll send them to her house and then she kind of plays with them. So she'll sketch something out for me. She'll send it back. And then also like for us, Brooke will do like for Parker, for Presley's fifth birthday, we did a spring party. Her birthday is close to Easter and I've always wanted to do an epic Easter egg hunt. So we did an Easter egg hunt in, um, it was right at the community center in Newport Beach. It was like this big outdoor grass area. So since she was turning five, like I just love age five. And then we, she did five Easter cakes, five individual cakes. So we did less of the other things like chocolate dipped Oreos and um, pretzel rods dipped and cookies and Rice Krispie treats. And um, what's the other major thing that we do? Um, Like little stacked cookies, little individual cakes and cupcakes and cake pops. That's what I was thinking of. And brownies. We did less of all of that because we did three statement cakes. And it was one of my favorite displays we've ever done. And I'll make sure when I post on Instagram about this podcast, I'll include a bunch of those cake photos because they're so fun to see and just different inspiration. So with using an independent baker, it's great because you can have them design the whole, you know, kind of design the whole table. 
Brooke has sometimes really helped me do, do the actual kind of designing of the themed table. And then other times I'll tell her kind of more exactly what I'm looking for. And I already have a vision and I already have all the supplies. And then I put together, usually it's kind of um, something in the middle. She brings all the treats that day and then we craft the table together, which is so much fun and so creative and artistic and bringing it all together is really, really fun and really special. So that's kind of how I decide if I'm going to use an independent artist baker. Now, some of them are very specific, like some of them do very creative, personalized cookies and custom cookies. And that's really neat. But then you might need to also use a bakery or somebody else if someone kind of has a specific niche. But sometimes those custom cookies can make it, you know, can make all the difference. That's where the impact is. Other times I'll do a hybrid. So maybe I'll have one epic thing made, like one epic cake done with a bakery or a kind of an independent baker. And then I'll do the rest of them myself because the, you know, the big cake is where I'm putting all the energy and the effort and the rest of it is kind of filler. I'll do different bowls and different cake stands with cookies and cakes and candies. You can do a ton with candies and um, lollipops and suckers and different things like that. I'll do a whole nother podcast on dessert tables in general because there's so much more that goes into this. I really wanted to focus just on the cakes and just kind of get you thinking creatively. Before I do any cake project, I do one huge online search. So I'll do Google, I'll do Pinterest, I'll do party websites, and I do it all at once so it's super efficient. I'm not kind of like looking and then I'll look again a week later. I, I sit down, I commit, I look around. If it's for somebody else, like if it's for one of my kids, as they've gotten older, I will first pull a bunch of images that I think they would like and that I like, and then um, I'll have them choose from there rather than have them go through the whole process and, you know, they pick something off task or something that's not realistic or would be way too expensive or whatever. I kind of give them options and then I show them. But I always sit down and do one huge, like, all right, let's get all our inspiration. I pull everything into a folder on my on my desktop, and then I go from there. That way I have all the ideas and things don't pop up later where I'm like, oh, I wish I would have seen that before for this circus-themed birthday party or whatever it is. I do all of my inspiration at the beginning, and then I don't do it again. Then I kind of decide, I kind of figure out, make decisions based on what we're going to go with and what makes sense for the cake and for the other treats. I love having more than one cake for a birthday party. I think it's really fun. And I think one of them can kind of work as the smash cake. If your kid is the type that likes to smash their face in it or kind of have their own cake. And then the other cake can be the one that you cut immediately for guests that's untouched. I don't, it's definitely not necessary and I change it up for the last party I did for Parker. We did a um, kind of a John Deere backyard farm tractor party. So I wanted one that was like a um, actual like dirt. So we did dirt with like, you know, chocolate cake with like clumps coming out of it. And we put little... Um, like almost little toys on it to make it look like an actual dirt cake. But then I also wanted a, a tr kind of a blippy construction cake to kind of match the the actual theme, you know? So that that was like the main cake. And then the dirt cake was just like another fun one that I was like, oh, doing a, doing a um, not a construction, like a backyard um, tractor party theme. I really want the dirt cake too. And then we kind of went a little bit more mellow on the rest of the things. And I did little candy rocks and I made dirt cups and we did cupcakes like that. So I kind of, you know, will balance it out depending on how many guests and how extravagant of a party you're going to do. 
Bakeries can be really, really great for things that you've seen them do in the past. I do this all the time. So I use Great Dane Bakery, like I said. I love them and I'll see on their Instagram or I'll see someone post that they did like an awesome unicorn cake. So it makes it so nice and easy. I'll say, oh, I love this exactly, but can I have this in this colors? Add glitter and... Um, I'm going to send you a board. That's another thing is a lot of the cake boards that are traditional, I don't really like, they're just kind of cheesy. So a lot of times I will drop off either a board or a cake stand. I mean, you have to be careful about obviously transporting it. But sometimes I've made the mistake of having this gorgeous cake and then it's not movable and it's on kind of like a cheesy gold leaf um board, like a cardboard board that bakeries have. And I get it. That's just like a standard cake board. But for me, I want to take it to the next level and um, think about all those details. And like I said, so many times I've gotten it, I'm like, oh, this cake is so epic, but I can like see the cardboard rough edge around the outside that, that, you know, that is, I'd rather have it just be a little bit more crisp and think through the details. So if you're having a bakery do it, oftentimes think about what it's actually going to sit on or what kind of board. Um, Since cake, um, stands are cumbersome to transport. Sometimes I'll do like a fun board, like a woodland board or more of like what you would picture being like a round kind of cheese board, like a wood cheese board. I'll do something like that or just something so that the, so that matches the theme. But think ahead of time to drop off your custom cake topper if you're doing it, if you're having a bakery do it and your cake stand so that it really like pulls it, pulls it nicely together. I love doing really specific details and sometimes if I'm making my own cake or if I'm doing one of these cakes where I'm having someone make a basic cake and I'm adding to it, I really like buying some pieces online ahead of time. So say we're doing a mermaid cake. I would buy the, instead of trying to like mold my own candy, I would, you know, the kind of chocolate or kind of candy pieces that's like a cool mermaid tail and the starfish and maybe some rope and little pearls, all the different things. I'll buy those ahead of time online or from Etsy or from some, for an, from a kind of an online bakery. And that's a really great way to put together your own really elaborate themed cake, but you're not having to do every step yourself. So I'll have a bakery make my awesome cake. I'll buy these all these mermaid cool different options online and then I'll put together myself and I'll still watch tutorials. So I'm not just like winging it, especially if it's for an important birthday party and I know it's gonna get lots of photographs or if I'm bringing it to a party for a good friend or family member, I want it to be really nice. So I try to either like lay it out ahead of time or watch a YouTube video, or I just look back at my inspiration photos and then I'll kind of use that as a guide to kind of make my own. I love fully rainbow sprinkle cakes. These are another type of cake I think that are that look so great, but are easy to do and inexpensive. So if you just literally take, like I said, I love a tiered cake, but not like step up, just like a cylinder kind of cake. And then you just cover the whole thing in rainbow sprinkles. Now I love, it works for all rainbow sprinkles, but I love the tiny little round rainbow sprinkles. And then I like having a letter cut out on the top. So some bakeries will do this for you. Our our sweet family friend Finley just had her fifth birthday last weekend. And I did a birthday cake from Susie Cakes. And I just called them and talked to them about it. And they did it 
beautifully for me. So it was just like a nice big celebration cake with rainbow sprinkles on the outside, the small little round ones like I love. And then they had a five in the top. So basically the five was the only part of the cake that didn't have solid rainbow sprinkles. So it's so fun. I didn't do a cake topper or anything on purpose because I just wanted it to be, again, I love five. I just, and any, oh no, she turned six. She turned six. So I just did a big six on top. And so I feel like it just celebrates that moment and it just, you know, when you look back on pictures, you remember like, oh yeah, that was, that was the sixth birthday. Um, I don't know. It's just a fun stamp. And I even love it for adults doing like a big 30 in, you know, the whole cake is rainbow sprinkles, but the, the number is not, that's the only thing that just is frosting. I feel like is really a fun way to do it. I love doing adult cakes too. My husband likes to, my husband is a very manly guy. So I've done a whole bunch of different cakes for him over the years. One year I did for the office, like a huge sheet cake. He likes um, going out to like a firing range and practicing with his friends doing shooting. So I just did like a fun, like, um, like a ammunition kind of like, you know, manly guy-ish kind of gun cake. Not in like a weird like NRA cake, just like fun. Like, you know, they like to shoot targets. It's a fun thing. And so I just did like a big kind of army, you know, it was funny, like a military kind of gun cake that was like a huge sheet cake. And so it was like one of those flat cakes. I really like flat cakes that you look down on and it's something special. I love this for half birthday cakes. For for my little one, Stella, I just did nine and a half in a flat, flat cake. And I had Great Dane Bakery. I bought a bunch of candies and like, but it has to be the right candies. It's not like, you know, Reese's and Skittles, like, um, you know, round candies and gummies and, and little swirly candies. And I dropped them off ahead of time and they made a huge nine cut out flat. So like when you're looking down on it, it's flat and then a half. So it was nine and a half. And then they put all the, all the little candies on it. It was just a really, really fun, huge sheet cake. That's nine and a half. But a lot of times sheet cakes, even though they're nice and big, I like, cause they're like high impact. They look really cool, but they're usually not that expensive. Cause it's just like a sheet cake. Like you would buy at the grocery store, but, um, you know, kind of cut down. On that note, I think you can absolutely, especially in a bind or if you want to pick up something quick or something last minute, I think a grocery store cake can absolutely work. I always try to find something that I think is going to be delicious, of course, because you want everyone to really enjoy it. So make sure it's fresh and, you know, it seems like it would be a high quality cake. But a lot of times, rather than doing their pre-made, you know, with like a, you know, kind of a primary colors balloons or something like that, I will have them see if there's some, like I'll pick one that's plain. Like if I'm walking up, I'll pick one that's plain or I'll get one with the cheesy thing on it and I will add a bunch of my stuff on top. So that kind of becomes something that you don't even really notice because I'm picking up a bunch of cake toppers. I'm telling you, if you are in a bind and last minute you want to spend $40, and you want to make a brilliant cake. So say you have a one hour and $40. This is what I would do. I would either get an ice cream cake or a grocery store cake. I'd get it probably like as plain as you could do. Maybe have them add some colorful um, piping on the outside with frosting. And then I'd add a bunch of cool cake toppers and candles. You can even add cakes. I mean, sorry, um, like little candies or lollipops or donuts like we've talked about and just make it your own and tell you with $40 and one hour, you could make something that's really, really special. 
Now, I think it's ideal if it's really important to you and you really want it to be a certain way to think about it ahead of time. Like I try to think about whatever cake I'm doing like a month ahead of time. That way, if I want to order an Etsy cake topper and I want to order a couple little things that I might use for it, I have time for them those to come in. I have time to either get it to my baker or get it to Brooke to um, so that they have time to kind of put it together and put their vision together. So I try to tell myself one month before I know I want a cake, that's what I'm going to do my purge through through the internet, find my inspiration, order anything that I need and kind of like get a plan going. That way you're just not racing at the last minute. And a lot of times, like I said, I have done very simple cakes that are inexpensive um, that I made myself or I half decorated myself or I have um, a bakery do. Now, usually, obviously, it's going to get more expensive if you're going to have a bakery or an independent artist baker do it. But like I said, those are for those times when it's a really special party, a special birthday, a special moment because they are just so talented and they can take it next, next, next level. And also with the flavors, like if I'm making a, a, a cake, I am not doing it at the level that Brooke's doing it. Like she'll do um, a vanilla cake with chunky chocolate chip cookie dough inside um, or she'll do an Oreo cake with, with us for like with like big pieces of yummy, fresh, crunchy Oreo, or my kids will want like an Oreo sprinkle cake. So she'll do rainbow sprinkles inside. I feel like you can just really get next level in all ways with design, with flavor, with structure. One year for Brooke did for me for Parker's second birthday, we did a transportation party. So we did it at a museum around here called Pretend City. And she made me a tunnel where the train actually went through. So it was a full cake and it had a tunnel going through it with um, with a train going through and a bunch of vehicles and cars around the outside, which was so cool. So that for me is when it's worth it. That's like the centerpiece of the photos. That's the centerpiece of the cake moment. That's the first thing people see when they come into the party. So that's when it's really, really, really worth it to me. And like I said, there's so many there's so many different creative things you can find online. I really think you think think about your theme, pick your theme, go through all your photos, get all your inspiration, and then put it all together. And like I said, for me, it's all about creative thinking, a little bit of an advanced planning, and I think you can really, really make something make something really special. Sometimes we want to make it fast and inexpensive, and sometimes we want to make it more elaborate and kind of make it a little bit more of an investment towards the event and the moment. So whatever you're doing, I think there's just so many different ways to do it. And I cannot stress enough having a little drawer with candles, just candles that you like, get some for adults, get some for kids, get some that are more masculine and more feminine and just have them on hand. I think is such a great way to be able to kind of like, you know, put together your own in a bind or if you're planning for something specific, order online, go on Amazon, go on target.com and um, definitely hit Etsy and order the different things that you can do to make it easier for you so you're not racing out last minute or, you know, stressed about it. This whole thing should be fun. Celebrations are fun and birthday cakes are so fun. And I think that you can really think outside the box and create some really awesome things. And like I said, I think the process is very cool too. So if you are one that you like to do it yourself, I think there's something very special about making it your own and being proud and showing up with a homemade cake. But I just think we should take the pressure off ourselves. It doesn't have to be fully homemade. You don't have to start with the eggs and the flour to have it be special. You can kind of, you know, you can kind of do it 
you can kind of do it halfway and it's still completely custom. You're still designing it for them. I don't think it takes away anything from the pride of kind of showing up with it. Um, I love also doing little cake decorating things like this for like when we have everyone over for Christmas Eve. I'll sometimes do, of course, Christmas cookie decorating, but sometimes I'll have like little cupcakes or little cakes made and I'll do the same things. I'll have different kinds of sprinkles and little different kind of, um, I guess they're kind of like little candies or little gummies or little themed um, toppers that people can put on top for adults and for kids. I feel like it's just a fun a really fun activity. The last thing I want to go through is how to display your cake. So I love picking up cake t- cake stands and cake boards and cupcake towers and cake pop little stands when I see them. Or I'll get inexpensive ones and I'll paint them and use them. Sometimes I'll get I'll use the same one and I'll paint it kind of different colors for different themes that I do, which is really fun. But I have a, a shed with cake toppers, I mean, sorry, cake stands and cupcake stands. And I think that this really is a good thing to have on hand or to think about because sometimes I'll order this gorgeous cake and then I just figure, oh, well, I have something that works. But I really urge you to, if you do have uh, you know, some things that you already have, pull them out and make sure they work. Also, measure the stand so your baker or your bakery knows, you know, hey, I'm going to put this on a 10-inch um, cake stand. Are you going to use a board? Are you going to use no board? Do you need my cake stand? Because I've made that mistake where I kind of just assume that ah, I'll have something that works or, you know, they'll do it this size, but make sure you talk about what size the actual cake is. And then what side the board is, is the cake going to stay on the board? Is it not going to stay on the board? Make sure it can slide off well if it's not, but make sure you have that communication because I've been in a bind sometimes where I didn't have the right um, size cake stand, or I thought I did, but then it was that the cake was one side, but then it was on a board that was bigger, and then all of a sudden it was too big for my cake stand. So I like to have different ones. I have some that are fancier, some that are plain, some that are like a traditional cake stand, you know, where you have the the flat part where the cake comes, and then it you know kind of comes skinny like a traditional cake stand. But I have other ones that are thick, that are like a thicker cake stand, so they're kind of like a little bit more stable. I have a white one with rhinestones around it, but sometimes I'll put like burlap around that part or ribbon. I really try to reuse different things that I have and make them look different because it saves money and it's creative. And a lot of times you don't have to just buy something completely new every time. You can kind of just repurpose what you have. But don't forget about those details. Oftentimes we get so caught up in like the actual look of the cake that you forget that it's so important. Like what is it going to go on and what is that going to look like and make sure you have something, um, something nice to display it on. Or if you have several different cakes going, think about what it's actually going to sit on. And it doesn't have to just be a cake stand. Like I said, I love using like a woodland tray, like a, just a piece of wood almost. Um, sometimes I'll get some from Michael. Some of them are made to be cake stands, just like a flat cake stand. And some of them are, are not. And I just kind of get creative with it. I've put them on buckets before, like a bucket with kind of a top on it if that fits the theme. There's all sorts of different things that you can do, but think outside the box when it comes to actually displaying it in your cake stand because that's like, that's the final touch. That's the final detail that pulls the whole thing together. That's it. Those are all my best tips all about birthday cakes, whether you do it yourself or you create something very, very fancy with an expert. I think there are so many different ways that we can make birthday cakes really extra special for the person having the birthday. We can make them, you know, 
part of the celebration and, you know, super delicious and super fun. Um, I think it's just such a great tradition that we all have. And I think that a lot of times if you give it a little bit of effort ahead of time, you can make it extra awesome and extra memorable. Now I'm going to do a lot more podcasts all about parties and dessert. Like I said, I'll do a definitely one on um, full on dessert tables, but let me know what else you want to hear when it comes to parties and party planning. Do you want to hear more for kids or adults or details or uh, photo backdrops or what is it that's the most interesting to you? I would love to hear because we're really at the, my team and I at the how to be awesome and everything team, we're really working on trying to bring the most value and Um, really talk more about parties and celebrations because I think it makes everyone happy and there are so many creative ways that we can do it and it doesn't have to be um, stressing and it doesn't have to be super expensive. It's just extra fun and extra special and I mean, that's what celebrating is all about. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to ping me at Lindsay's Cloud on Instagram every time I post a podcast. I um, do a post about this podcast so that we can have a little conversation there. So let me know what questions you have. Um, And thank you for listening today. Please go out and have a really great week. And cheers. Happy celebrating. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.